0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher.
1: This week has just flown by Colin. We've been talking about the gospel, the gospel message, the real core of our faith. And uh, maybe it's because we don't talk that much about it, but of course uh, you're, you're saying it's the most important thing that we must understand. And we've talked about the cross. We've talked about forgiveness a lot this week. And you just want to end this week by talking about the gift of righteousness.
0: Yes, you see, what we were talking about yesterday, our continual need to be in an attitude of mercy and forgiveness towards others, shows how this basic principle of the gospel needs to be real and alive in us as believers every day of our lives. Uh, I've been betrayed I've been hurt, I've been wrongly accused, I've I've had just about everything done to me in my ministry um, that you could think of. Um, And I've had to forgive and forgive and forgive because I've discovered that the more God uses somebody, the more opposition that they experience. And Paul says, I've learned to rejoice in hardships and persecutions and troubles um why because when we experience things like that they throw us back into dependence upon god and even though you often feel that you're being dealt with unjustly you know that if god was to deal with us as we deserve we wouldn't have a hope but he hasn't dealt with us as we deserve he's dealt with us as jesus deserved and that's what righteousness is all about That we have a relationship with God now that is a gift from him. And it's a gift that has been made possible because Jesus Christ has become our righteousness. So we don't have a righteousness of our own. We don't have a righteousness that's based on anything that we have done ourselves. We have a righteousness that is a gift. And it's only ours because we've put our faith in Jesus Christ. And uh, Paul says it's the gift of faith from first to last. So we need to walk with that continual faith so that we live in that continual relationship of love, of righteousness, and acceptance before God.
1: Just to encourage the person who's really struggling in this whole area of forgiveness, Colin, you mentioned that you know, everything has happened. You've been betrayed, you've been let down, so on and so forth. So you have forgiven the people that have hurt you in all these things. Those memories, those situations, they have no power to hurt you anymore? No,
0: not at all. Once you've, once you've forgiven something, then that event loses its grip its hold over your life. Now let me give you a very sensitive um, example. I I would think for a woman, one of the most difficult things to forgive is rape. Uh, Here is something that has violated you as a person, not just your body, but it's violated you as a person. And I can understand because I've had to deal with so many people that have experienced this over the years. I can understand the horrendous hurt that this causes. But what I've seen, Julia, is this, that as long as the victim resents and is bitter and is angry, that experience of being raped is something they can never get away from. It's somehow it's there. It's almost like an identity marker in their lives. But when, by the grace of God, they are able to forgive because they realize how totally they have been forgiven themselves, suddenly that event no longer has the hold and the grip in their lives that it used to before. It's as if, with that forgiveness, the hurt that has been caused is healed
1: And they can move on.
0: And they can move on. And you see, that is the outworking of what we read in the prophecy of Isaiah um, that he bore our iniquities, but he also bore our infirmities and our sorrows. The punishment that brought us peace was laid upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. When you have that forgiveness from God and that peace with God, somehow, supernaturally I believe, God gives us the grace and the ability to forgive other people. And when we forgive them, then we're set free from the hurt that they've caused in our lives. So yes, I've known a number of times when I've been betrayed and seriously um, let down by people that I trusted. Can I remember that that happened? Yes. Does it affect my life day to day? No, not at all. At the time, it might have been very difficult to bear. I mean, there was one situation where I, I needed to forgive a brother continuously, literally every day for a year.
1: Because it kept coming back into your mind? No,
0: no, no, because he kept on sinning against me. It was something he kept doing for a whole year, every day, every day, every day, every day. And for a whole year, I had to forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive. A whole lot of other Christians were telling him how out of God's order he is, he was, how wrong he was to be doing what he did, but he still went on doing it. So I still had to forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive. And you see, this brings to, to life the scripture, um, you know, how often are we to forgive? Seven times? No, 70 times seven. I think I have I exceeded that with that particular brother. I know I did. Um, but you see, I can remember that, but it's, it's had no lasting effect upon my life. It, it hasn't hurt me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going around thinking of myself as a betrayed, rejected person. Um, if I'd allowed that to happen, I would never have been able to trust anybody again. I would always have thought, well, if I trust someone else what happens if they do the same thing to me? And actually I have trusted other people and they have done not the same things but similar things. And so you forgive and you, you, you pick yourself up and you, you go forward again with Jesus. Why? Because he has forgiven me. He has accepted me. He has loved me. So who am I to withhold my forgiveness or my acceptance or my love even from anybody else? And this is why Jesus says you've got to love your enemies. How can you love your enemies if you don't forgive them? And, and you see, a person may still be your enemy because c- they're still opposing you. But Jesus says, you've still got to love them. You've still got to have that attitude of forgiveness. You've still got to have that attitude of mercy towards them, even though they're your enemies. Now, that isn't possible outside the Christian faith. It really isn't. You've got to, you've got to know the mercy of God yourself. It
1: is supernatural, isn't it? It is
0: supernatural. You've got to know that God has given you the gift of righteousness which you never deserved. It is a work of his sheer mercy and grace that I can stand before God knowing that I'm completely forgiven. You know, I can make this program now knowing that there's nothing in my life that God holds against me. Now, that's not because I'm perfect. It's because I'm forgiven.
1: So whether or not we believe the gospel really does affect... Where we'll be in eternity, what we do today matters for the future.
0: Absolutely, because, um, you know, the scripture says you work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And you've heard me say often on this program that in scripture, salvation is a process. We have been saved, we are being saved, we will be saved. So I need to maintain my relationship of righteousness with god now that is my responsibility Uh, jesus says we're to abide in him we're to go on living in him and he in us and he says if you obey my commands you will remain in my love just as i obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love but you see what is his command forgive that's one of his commands as i have forgiven you so you are to forgive be merciful that's a command So if I'm going to stay in the mercy and the righteousness of God, then I need to obey those commands.
1: Otherwise God can't forgive us.
0: Otherwise, Jesus is very clear about this. He says, whenever you pray, you must forgive. Because if you don't, your Father in heaven won't forgive you. And if God doesn't forgive us, we're sure not going to get our prayers answered. We're sure not going to know the peace of God. We're sure not going to know the righteousness of God until we have come back to him and asked him to forgive us for our unrighteous, judgmental, critical attitudes towards others. And you see, what, what does forgiveness mean? Um, it means God doesn't judge me for my sin. God doesn't even criticize me for my sin because it's forgiven. And God will never criticize me to another person because he's forgiven me. And you know, um, if God has eradicated our sin so completely, it doesn't exist anymore. So you don't talk about it anymore. If you were to ask me, what sins have you committed? I said, I can't, say, I can't tell you that, because they don't exist. When God forgave me, those sins ceased to exist. So if they cease to exist for God, they cease to exist for me. And that means I'm completely forgiven. But if I start speaking about them again, they exist again.
1: What do you do when the memory of them pops into your mind?
0: Oh, well, it's not a, it's not a problem because I know they're forgiven. In fact, if I, if I ever remember something, you know, sometimes things happen and they jog our memories. If I ever remember anything that, that God has forgiven me for, I just say, Oh, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. You were just so good to me, and you still are so good to me. I thank you that I'm forgiven. I don't ask him to forgive it again because he's already forgiven it. If he's forgiven it, um, you know, I don't have to ask for his forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness. But if I remember it, then I can just say, oh, God, you are so good. Thank you so much for your mercy.